safe zones have been breached. That means that areas where you thought gun violence would not take place is now taking place on a regular basis. You could be walking down the street right now, and if your target's there, you could be involved in a crossfire. And this is why the city has to be more proactive and less reactive. I know they're doing the best that they can, but this is not a policing solution only, and we all know that. Talking about banning legal guns, we know that's not going to have an impact. They know it. They do. They do know it. That is the voice of a gun and gang activist I've been talking to for an awful long time, Louis Marsh. He's been begging for solutions with a lot of other community activists. You know, we need tougher sentencing. We need tougher bail. We need police to have the tools, but we also need investments in mentorship programs, policing programs in vulnerable areas. We need social media, cyberbullying to be surveilled. We need to address poverty, invest in these communities. It's more than a policing issue, but it absolutely needs to be solved, and it's not. Nia Singh is a lawyer, a uh, criminal lawyer, also at once upon a time was going to be hopefully running, uh, hopefully mayor back in 2018. That did not happen, but you certainly, Nia, have been very vocal on issues against Tavis, things like carding. So I appreciate you joining us. I was going to say, and thank you for having me, and I am running in 2022 to keep Toronto safe again because I strongly believe in us addressing this violence problem in our city. See, I did not know that. I'm glad you told us that because I'm waiting for some leadership on this issue. I'm disgusted with this issue. I've not heard any leadership, not from Bonnie Crombie, not from John Tory, not from Patrick Brett, not from anyone, not from the prime minister, not from the premier. We've got a cop who was ambushed and we have a father of three dead. And, you know, it's this cycle of violence that we're seeing on the streets. And three years ago, let me remind you, because you wrote three years ago that, you know, you thought violence was was out of control. What do you think now? It's going to continually get out of control because there's a serious mental health issue in, in Toronto, in the world, but in Toronto. We have resources here that we're not using. And it's really upsetting that four years ago I put a, together a 10-point plan to address this. Yep. And between those four years, nobody has contacted me and said, Nia, I saw your 10-point plan. Why don't we sit down and talk? And that has been the issue for decades. It seems like community organizers always put forward solutions. The politicians pretend like they're listening, and they put the money into the same things they do all the time, which don't address the root causes. We have to get the idea of shooting someone out of people's minds so we can solve this problem. Yeah, and, and you know, when I covered uh, Summer of the Gun back in 2005, 2006, I mean, you know, back then they were talking about all these investments and opportunities, and had they just done what they promised back then, it's it's hard to imagine where we might be today, but, you know, they didn't. And let me ask you this, because, you know, I know you've been very outspoken on carding and, and things like Tavis, but there's no question we have seen crime since 2015, especially uh, gun violence, go up by 77%. Have your thoughts changed on that because the bottom line is police can't do their job of surveilling and they can't target those who are walking around with guns and so we now have a lot of people walking around with illegal guns fully knowing Nia that they're not going to be stopped so stopping people through carding never solved any crimes um it's a misnomer uh, people are stopped because of the area they live in or what they look like if we want to stop crime what we need to do if we want to stop gun violence we need to create situations where people picking up guns and using them don't want to or don't need to. And, and a lot of it's related to poverty, but a lot of it is related to culture. And as long as we emphasize this type of culture that's acceptable 
to carry guns and shoot people, people will continue to do it. But what's really important is education. Um, when kids are kicked out of school or suspended or expelled, they're left on the streets and they end up hanging around other people who are suspended. Then they end up getting into activities that they shouldn't be. And then the lack of conflict resolution skills, um, self-esteem issues, all of these things play into young people using violence to solve their issues. And I think we have to really uh, bifurcate violence that happens uh, at homes through mental health or domestic mm-hmm. relationships and then the type of violence we see on the streets. Um, it, Let it, me stop you there because I do understand what you're saying. I don't, I, don't, I don't question any of that, but that is the kind of stuff that takes time. It takes time to change those attitudes. It takes time to mentor. It takes time to course correct. We need immediate action now um, because bottom line is if you don't think you're going to be stopped and you know you can walk around with a gun, that's what's going to happen. And so in the, in the immediate... And, and policing has to be an issue here. It can't just be, um, you know, the other side. We need a combination of both. So how do we do that? Well, police are stopping people still. They do stop people. They arrest them. They search them all the time. I am a criminal defense lawyer, so I see the cases come by my desk and other people's desks. So it is happening. What's not happening is the preventative uh, issues. And with our city, the reason why the gun uh, violence and shootings have gone up is because our population has gone up. And there's more young people, and there's more young people out of school, and there's uh, different times. So as our social conditions get worse, this violence problem will continue to increase. We have to reverse the tide. And uh, stiffer jail sentences or uh, stopping people randomly is not going to end it. What's going to end it is taking the desire to kill out of somebody's heart. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, if people know, hey, I'm, if you're caught with a gun, you're going to go in for five years. Like it's a hard, you know, that that is one way you can deter the crime of saying if there's a real penalty, I'm not going to pick up that gun. So there are things that we can do in the in the in the courts, as you well know. But there are also relationship building programs that we've gotten rid of. I mean, we had police officers in schools. A lot of them, you know, parents and students like those programs. We got rid of them. And so how can we build those relationships again? You know, where police are in the communities, we're building relationships of trust. There is a value there. Um, you know, there's got to be room for immediate action now. And I, I just am not seeing it anywhere. So there's two things, right? There's the trust with the police officers that has to improve so you can help solve crimes. But it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like anybody can prevent crimes. No one's going to be able to predict the crime's going to happen. There is the intelligence unit that looks at... Um, you know, music videos and online chat, and sometimes they're able to intervene there. But we really can't prevent it unless you take it away. And I want to highlight my 10-point plan because that really speaks to the immediate solutions. I know we want the solution to snap our fingers and it happen, but it is going to take time. But it can happen if we actually are serious. My first one was to freeze all school suspensions. My second one was to provide conflict resolution services for neighborhoods. Three was to identify the, con- the causes of gun violence accurately because we throw around this word guns and gangs, but what we don't realize it's actually young people choosing a path individually and they may live in a common area. So we're, we're, it's not like the Hells Angels where it's an organized structure. This is independent young people, unfortunately, taking the wrong path in life. I also spoke about a neighborhood exchange between uh, wealthy, well-to-do neighborhoods and impoverished neighborhoods. Um, spoke about the funds that the government always puts out to go directly to the at-risk individuals instead of salaries, because what these funds usually do is just uh, fund salaries to put on a program. But what we need is these young people to have actually direct involvement, such as a career opportunity. Um, I also mentioned... Yeah. 
Yep, go ahead. And, and, I under, and I understand that. I just think right now when you see such an explosion of gun violence as we are seeing, that something, you know, when I talk to Louie, it is a two-pronged, three-pronged, four-pronged approach. What's the message that has to be sent now? The message has to be life is valuable. If you don't view your life as valuable, you're willing to take that risk. And as you said, if, if somebody knows that they may face five years for a gun, they might not do it. But the problem is a lot of these people know they'll be facing five years or more for possession of a gun, but they still do it. For one, they either don't value their life, and that helps them not value others' lives, or they feel hopeless. And that's where we have to get into the mental health aspect. This unfortunate shooting that took place, it, it it, as far as we know from the media, it was random. He walked up to this officer and shot him. And, and we don't know if there's history there, but I'm presuming this is a mental health issue. The fact that he shot his employee. Well, he had a rap sheet. He had a very long a gang affiliation. I mean, his his charges go back to 2007, 2008. I mean, it's it, the guy's got a long rap sheet of gang affiliation to the point where the parole board was knew full well if he if he wasn't watched, he'd go back to that life. And so, you know, the bottom line is there are going to be people in that gang culture, in that life that can't be fixed. They can't turn that around. And, and you know, we've got to work towards the, the younger generations and hopefully future generations. But no Absolutely. question. Go ahead. I just want to say, like, um, but I don't see a gang affiliation with what happened. Him shooting his employer and those employees and the police officer, that really on its face has nothing to do with gang activity. What it has to do with someone who is not mentally stable, who shouldn't be possessing a firearm, and who shouldn't be using violence to solve their issues. He must have had an issue with his employer. And that's what I, I really want to help drive home to the city and to the politicians and to the residents. This is an individual issue. People need to stop um, thinking that jail or more police is going to stop people from shooting. What's going to stop them from shooting is having opportunities whereby they will lose something if they shoot someone. If you have nothing, you go to jail. It, it's regular day. And like you say, with someone with a long rap sheet, they're institutionalized. They're used to the jails. Why aren't the jails giving the proper rehabilitation to prevent these people from doing this when they come out? The jail time has to be used much more better, in my respectful opinion. A lot of investments that should have been made a long, long time ago, and here we are in 2022 trying to play catch-up. Look, I apologize about the uh, technical delays. We will get you back on again, now that I know you're running for mayor in the 2022 uh, election just weeks away, guys. This yeah. should be the number one issue, if you ask me. It, Nia, it thanks for your time. Yeah. Well, no question you. about it. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Thank you. That's Nia Singh, criminal lawyer who's been uh, talking about these issues for quite some time. And again, he, he is running. I did not know that. I did not see his name on the list. But yeah, this should be a number one issue.